0: you're listening to Podketeers.
1: welcome to episode 331 of podcateers this week we discuss how a local car wash is dealing with social distancing measures while disney world is getting their own license plate for their anniversary while serving a good purpose the make-a-wish foundation and disney had a major milestone together Disney Plus gets new warnings for culturally sensitive movies. A BR Guest parody video goes viral. And with the parks in California still closed, we propose an idea to get people back in the parks. For videos and notes about things we talk about in this episode, you can go to podcasters.com/331. You can also join the conversation by leaving a comment on the blog post for this episode or on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter. Just search for Podcuteers. Team Boat Willie is participating in the first ever virtual Chalk Walk to benefit the Children's Hospital of Orange County. We've been participating in the Chalk Walk for over a decade now because of the work that they do and the families and the children that they help. Very soon we're gonna be holding an auction where all of the proceeds will benefit Chalk, so keep an eye on our Instagram account for instructions on how you can participate. Plus, we reveal the item in this episode. If you don't wanna wait for the auction, but would like more information on how we can make a difference together, Head over to teamboatwilly.com for details on how you can join our team or make a small contribution that can help change a child's life. If you have any questions, please feel free to reach out. Before we start the episode, I'd like to take a moment to send a very special shout out and thank you to the FGP Squad, aka our podcast Fairy Godparents, because it's their monthly support via Patreon that help make these episodes of Podcateers possible. If you would like more information on how you can become part of the FGP squad family, you can get more info by going to podgateerscom FGP. Once again, to all of the members of the FGP squad, a very special thank you to all of you for your continued support. So that's going to wrap it up for the intro. Here is episode 331 of Podcasters.
0: Halloween time, fun, spookiness, dude, there is something that just popped up, and it's so cool. Like, for those of us who, like, love thrill, and just a little bit of excitement, there is a car wash that just opened up, and it's haunted. What? Like, really haunted? If you close your eyes, yes. (laughs) What what do you mean? And (laughs) listen... So this car wash, it's actually in Huntington Beach. It's really cool. You're you're in your car. One, I should say, it's safe because there's no contact whatsoever. But you're in your car and you're in line, and you have this spooky music and the ambience and everything happening. And all of a sudden, boom! There's a hand, or there's a face, or a chainsaw outside your your your, your car. Wait, so so it's like. It's a Halloween Haunt car wash? Yeah. You get your kicks off of it. And what? It's, it's very cool. And this is the really cool part. It's only $20 a car. So you could That's pack everybody bad. in. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Totally. I mean, if you want your fix, your Halloween Haunted Maze fix, this would be it
1: that's cool
0: yeah so it's not even that you're going into this car wash you're actually getting like a show before you go inside and then once you go inside it's like one the car wash is already like scary to me because of the you know the brushes and the machines and the loud noise so imagine that they have their music it is dark at one point and you still have, you know, monsters and whatnot on the side of you. You're slowly going in. You're getting your car wash, which is actually pretty good deal already because car washes are kind of like $10. bucks. It is kind of a deal. So that was going to
1: be my follow-up question. So mm-hmm. I'm glad you're talking about it because, like, if this is, like, a spooky car wash, what are they, like, throwing buckets of, like, red liquid onto your <laughs> car to make it spooky?
0: It's not the unicorn soap, that's for sure. So <laughs> you're getting, like, different of soap. But with the lights, it looks pretty rad because you do have your red light. So imagine you have that and then you have the soap just going down. And all of a sudden, like I said, here's some like monster like right there. in Like just uh, just saying like inches from you. But it's just, you know, your window's right there. But they're inches from you. So you see this face. Ew, (laughs) That's crazy.
1: It's like I miss all that. It's a good idea. I mean, considering that. There's so many haunts in the L.A. area that are unable to open right now, like at Knott's Berry Farm, right. obviously, the Universal Studios one. Those are super huge here in Southern California. And the fact that there's so many um, like people that work those mazes and all of these events that are unable to do it, you know, to be able to find a mm-hmm. way to still do something that they love and like you said, give people their fix, that's awesome.
0: Right, it totally is. And I totally didn't even get to mention the costuming. Yeah, these are actual legit, these are scares that you would see at these mazes. So they're like legit, dressed up, frightening as it is, which is awesome. It's not like you went to party sitting, no offense to that, but it's not like you went there, grabbed something, I mean, these are like nightmares. <laughs> yeah. Like right there. They're just roaming around, which is awesome.
1: That's cool. Yeah, I mean, I'm glad that there are places that are taking their experience and they're modifying it to try to keep people safe and still do this, right? Because I think the the LA mm-hmm. hayride or the LA haunted hayride, they uh-huh. are doing pretty much the same thing. Like you buy your ticket, it's a per car thing. I don't know how much it is per car, but Uh, You you pay per car, and then you drive down this road, and they're doing the whole haunted hayride thing, and they're scaring the hell out of you while you're in your car, which, I mean, I I like it. I'm glad. You know, they can still set up all the effects on the sides. You know, you could still look out. You still get the effect, and you never know where they're going to come out from. The car wash idea, though, I mean— that's kind of genius, though, because you're getting, like, a two-for-one thing. It is. And if anything, you actually... It is, totally. <laughs> you're getting a better deal because you're getting your car washed, you know? So... Right. I don't know. I think they're both great experiences, this haunted car wash thing. At first, I got a little excited because you you said haunted. And, you know, I've been going off about all these haunted videos and all these haunted locations and everything that I've been watching on YouTube. mm mm-hmm. Look, I know half of them are fake. I know half of them are just doing it for the drama of the video. But I mean, I I fall into this weird <laughs> category when it comes to this stuff where mm-hmm. uh, like growing up, I was super into these stories. Right. Like uh, scary stories to tell in the dark. Like those books were some of my favorite books to read growing up. Mm-hmm. Like I I loved reading things about mystery and aliens and like spooky things, right? And the right. older I got, I started to fall into this weird category where I felt like if it didn't happen to me, it's not real. You know? And that's I mean, I understand <laughs> yeah. that there's people that have these experiences all the time. Maybe I'm just being hopeful. Maybe I'm just I just want it to happen. <laughs> and so <laughs> I remember Yeah, I started. I remember we had this conversation about you know well what are some like real life ghost stories that you've run into you know and I I've heard like VJ has all sorts of things that have happened to him apparently the spooks just follow him around like all like all the <laughs> damn time because growing up like he's told me all sorts of stories about when he was growing up but I remember we talked about like years ago we talked about how some people thought that Disneyland was haunted and like some people have shared stories. Like you've told me stories that have happened to mm-hmm. you at Disneyland. And, you know, we've heard like the things about, you know, George inside of pirates and everything. And I'm thinking like, I I, I want to revisit that because I'm wondering if people have had new experiences. I'm wondering if if anybody else has like heard other urban legends or other stories about things in the parks. I mean, we have all of DCA. That mm-hmm. was a parking lot. And before that, you know. Things could have happened who knows, who I, knows? You know, so I'm just saying if you have those stories or if you have these urban legends share them with us I want to share them on an episode like I want to have a segment where we talk about these spooky stories and we talk about these urban legends and stuff that have happened in the parks it doesn't have to be Disneyland and DCA either it can also be Walt Disney World and it could be in Paris it could be in Tokyo it doesn't matter like right. I just want to hear these stories you know, mm-hmm. I'm getting such a thrill from hearing like these stories, reading these new books and watching all these videos on YouTube. Yeah, I'm just kind of getting a kick out of everything. So, I'm hoping that people are able to share some of those stories with us because I don't know. I just I find it so fascinating, but at the same time, I want to believe. I'm like Mulder on the X-Files. Remember <laughs> Mulder? Like I want to believe. Right. I mean, kind of
0: believed, but like, I want to believe too. Right. And, you know, whoever's listening, if you do have a story and you think it may not be scary, I want to hear it. (laughs) I I mean, there's so many things. There's so many stories. There's so many legends like you have mentioned. I mean, let's hear them all. I mean, that'd be cool. Quickly, I totally forgot to mention the name of this. The place. So we can oh send yeah, what over. is it? Sorry.
1: That's my fault. I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's
0: No, it's all good. We were I just like, oh my gosh, haunted stuff and we got carried away. It's I know, sorry. <laughs> so it's actually Tunnel of Terror OC. And that's where I found them on Instagram. And actually my friend Ryan told me about them and I was able to find them through that. So they have a lot more information. Nice. And I believe they only have tickets for Thursday through Saturday. All up Thursday. until the 31st.
1: All right. Well, we'll put a link in the blog post for the episode if you want to check that out. But I'm sure that we'll be able to repost something on Instagram as well. Um, Yeah. But Tunnel of Terror OC, that's cool. I love that concept. And like I said, as long as people are finding a way to work right now, since everything is closed, that's awesome. I'm glad that they're finding these methods to kind of to help people that are out of workout but kind of give everyone else their fix and it's actually going to lead into an interesting conversation or an idea that i've been thinking about disneyland which we'll talk Mm. about later so that's called a tease kids it's called
0: a tease
1: (laughs) uh okay so before we jump into the episode we're gonna shift gears right now but we're officially signed up for the chalk walk yeah Uh, We've been participating in the Chalk block now for several years. Uh, I think as Team Boat Willie, we've been doing it for about four years now. Uh, my wife and I have been doing it for uh, almost two decades. That's a safe way to put it.
0: Yeah, Since I go. don't
1: remember the exact number, I'm going to go with almost two decades. So I think that's pretty safe. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, we've been doing it a really long time. Uh, we love it. It's always been held inside of Disneyland with 80,000 other people. But Mm -hmm. because of the current pandemic, unfortunately, we can't do that this year. So it is going to be a virtual experience. Uh, They have a few things that they suggest that you can do to kind of make it feel like you're a part of it and everything like that. But the important thing is the money that we're raising to help the kids that are in the Children's Hospital of Orange County. So if you want a little more information about Team Boat Willie, which is our charity team, you can go to teamboatwilly.com. Super easy to remember because it's just like Steamboat Willie, but without the S. Or if you want to make a contribution or join our team, you can go to ChalkWalk.org slash Teamboat both of those links will be in the blog post for this episode over at podcuteers.com slash 331 if you're interested. And if you can't help with a monetary contribution, help us spread the word. That's always super helpful. Retweeting, reposting our efforts and getting it out to more eyeballs is always really helpful to us and we always appreciate any help that you can give. Last year, we did a... Team Boat Willie $1 Challenge, where we try to get as many people to donate $1 as possible. We had a handful of those. I think it went Mm -hmm. pretty well. And uh, I think we can do the same thing this year. I'm happy to say that we will be having at least one auction for Team Boat Willie for Chalk this year. Uh, Our friends Jason and Julie over at the FBI Disney Podcast donated one of the Guinevere popcorn buckets that they have available at Hollywood studios. The Guinevere popcorn bucket is one that Gavin and I talked about several weeks ago. We were kind of flipping out because I mean, it's freaking Guinevere. It's awesome. Right. (laughs) But then it also has little lights that turn on in the front of the van and it's a pretty decent size. And I, I mean, I kind of want one for me. I, I would love to keep this for myself But uh, we're going to be auctioning it off. So look for more information on Instagram for that auction because it's going to be coming up very, very soon. Uh, If you have anything that you'd like to donate or contribute to help us raise money for Team Boat Willie, send us a DM. Uh, We'll be happy to work with you on if you require payment for the thing that that you want to contribute or or if you want to donate it. So hit us up on DM and we can talk about it there uh but i'm excited you know it's a totally different experience but uh we could do it you know we set a goal for uh, yeah we set a goal for a thousand bucks and a thousand bucks to help the kids it's it's a pretty good goal i think
0: yeah it totally is and every dollar counts so yeah let's let's do it
1: absolutely absolutely um speaking of kids Uh, Mm -hmm. Can we talk about that Walt Disney World is getting, like, a special 50th anniversary license
0: plate? That's way awesome. Isn't it? It
1: is not it So the resort, obviously, celebrating their anniversary, but the design itself of the license plate hasn't been revealed yet. So we don't know what it's going to look like. But sale proceeds of the license plates will benefit Make-A-Wish of Central and Northern Florida. And I thought that was pretty cool. You know, Disney's been working with the Make-A-Wish Foundation since all the way back in the 80s. So they've been like a partner for a really, really long time. And Disney themselves has granted about 140,000 wishes with the Make-A-Wish Foundation. And over 8,000 of those wishes normally take place at Walt Disney World over in Florida. Information is going to be available on the Florida Highway Safety and Motor Vehicles website, which is uh, flhsmv.gov. Uh, I think that it's going to go on pre sale for like $25. Uh, and I think you get like a voucher for the plate for that cost. Uh, we could put that information in the blog post, but more information will be available on their website if you are interested in purchasing the license plate. I mean, it's cool. You know, if you want to help make a wish, that's a really great way to do it. And you get a commemorative license plate, yeah. you know, that you can collect after as well. Like, I would try to order one for every car and then hang one in my house and then get a different license plate for the car. I don't know. Like, keep one as an actual collector's item versus an actual license plate for the car.
0: Right. I mean, overall, <laughs> it's it's an awesome thing. Everyone, it's a win-win. We help yeah. out the kids, and we get something in return. It's pretty awesome.
1: Yeah. And then on top of that, I mean, it's, it's such a weird time to see these stories with Disney right now. Because you know of all the stuff that's going on, and you know, you feel for so many people. But at mm-hmm. the same time... Disney does things to help other organizations like Make a Wish, you know, right? Nice. And one of the things that they did was they granted the 500,000th wish for Make a Wish this last week. Wow. And they gave it to a 16 year old girl. They created this whole little camp thing for her called Camp Karina. Um, we'll link to the blog post where Disney talks about this uh, in our blog for this episode if you want to check that out but I mean it's crazy right because there's so many things that are happening right now especially that you know feel really bad and are bad in a lot of ways but at the same Mm -hmm. time Disney as a corporation also wants to do nice things and Regardless of who you talk to, whether it's for the visual or because, you know, whatever it is, they're still doing good. Like to this 16-year-old girl and to these hundreds of thousands of other children that have had a, a wish granted for them, they don't care about the politics that are happening. They don't care about other things that, you know, the, the company is doing. All they know is that they're getting a wish that's making their day or their life so much better. You oh, know, yeah. it's just so... There's such a contradiction sometimes. But I choose to see the positive things like this. Sometimes it's really hard because, like I said, there's just so many other things that are affecting so many other people. But, I mean, this is actually cool that they were able to grant this wish and they hit such a huge milestone for them.
0: Yeah. I I don't blame you for how you feel. There's so many emotions right now. I mean, so... Inside out is happening in our heads, <laughs> oh <all>. yeah, like
1: <laughs> times
0: ten yeah, but what you just mentioned, I mean that's five hundred thousand that's amazing, right that is amazing that's a that's a it, right now, we'll just take any good that comes out of this year, yeah, I have been saying that a whole lot, so this is just really awesome. We just need more good in the world, and it's happening. Yeah. Little by little.
1: <laughs> I will say that in general, I don't know. Like mm-hmm. I've seen so many feel good stories this last year that seemingly get overlooked because of the fact that there are so many negative stories that are going around, especially in the political spectrum, that mm-hmm. it's really, really easy to lose sight of the other things that are happening. Right. Like, yeah, it tick has blown up because of this in the last however many months that we've been in quarantine like what's it been now six or seven years that we've been in quarantine
0: 84
1: 80 yeah something that, like that like 84. 84 years yeah yeah yeah. so in the last 84 years that we've been in quarantine like tiktok has blown up right because mm-hmm. in many ways these little dances that people are learning like there's a challenge associated with it it makes people feel good that they're able to put out something that's making somebody smile people yeah. are recording themselves doing things where they are trying to do something and then they fail and it doesn't work out there's been like now there's like disney tiktok you know that's become really huge there's like cooking tiktok there's lawn care tiktok there's all sorts <laughs> of like it doesn't matter like if you search for it you will possibly find it mm-hmm. and uh, if you remember uh, back in March-ish, I think, uh, John Krasinski had put out some good news on YouTube where he was highlighting a, lunch, uh, a bunch of really like happy stories and highlighting the struggles and rewarding some of the frontline heroes like the doctors, the nurses, the, you know, the mm-hmm. EMTs and stuff like that. And we just need more of that. Like, I think yeah. that the more we can show that they're still good – I think part of the reason people are getting so fed up and going out into the world is because they're just craving all of that. They want to they want to be with other people. They're missing that human connection that you can't get being on video, you know, and yeah, it's just a really weird place to be. But uh, so, yeah, so I'm taking this one as a win Mm -hmm. Uh, like i like i said i i want you to understand that i'm not ignoring any of the other stuff that's going on right now but i'm taking this as a win (laughs) because we just need that good news sometimes (laughs) so bravo (laughs) bravo (laughs) (laughs) um fgp happy hour i want want to pivot again out of that one i didn't know how to like (laughs) easily sneak out of that talk Uh, surprise (laughs) yeah but fgp happy hour Oh my damn! It was so fun.
0: It was. It felt good. Right oh, man, you missed everybody.
1: <laughs> I know. It's been a while. I was so happy that we were finally able to finally get together on a call, and we were missing a bunch of people too. Yeah. Um. I. I feel bad because I kind of posted on Patreon really late. Uh, I did mm. all the other posts on Instagram, and I did all the other notifications, but. I forgot to post it early on Patreon and I know some people have the alerts turned on uh, for whenever we post on Patreon and they Mm -hmm. didn't get it until really late so they didn't know what was going on and they weren't able to join us so they weren't weren't able to plan for it. The good thing is that we have another one coming up very soon and I'm looking forward to it Uh, What did you think about how we ended up playing the games and stuff?
0: Oh it was so much fun it was really cool. It was actually, I think we were just so excited to play Loteria just to see the cards and everything because yeah. of the artwork. And we were just like oohing and on every single one because it was so good.
1: Uh, yeah, I think a lot of people on the call were looking at the artwork. I know that's how I felt the very first time that I played it. Yeah. And I will say that unlike how we played Disney Geek Out, even though we had the altered version for the call having the timer helped a lot
0: oh my gosh yes
1: <laughs> there was a couple times that i saw you guys thinking about it and looking at the timer and it gave <laughs> me anxiety looking at all of you
0: no i think it was good i i don't think there was anxiety i love that there was like hint hint nudge nudge type of thing we're like kind of (laughs) encouraging everybody i mean like you got this it's right there it's it's just right there (laughs) i mean
1: look we're all about encouraging each other in some circles some might call that cheating (laughs) (laughs) but in our circle (laughs) but in our circle
0: it's called encouraging
1: (laughs) right
0: but then what was cool is that To hear the other answers that everybody else was thinking, that was cool because there were some things I didn't think of. So it was like, oh, Oh, okay, cool. Like we all learned like little things. Yeah. So that was the neatest part was at every, like every question, we kind of had like a little discussion and then we went to the next person. And I think that's what made it more fun and not so like competitive. It feels competitive. Oh boy.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Oh, I know. I know. I have to agree with you on that. I think between us, like the three of us, like we talk to each other so much that we know how we think to a certain extent. Mm -hmm. And so I think in a way, like our brains might shift into thinking a specific answer because we know each other so well. But having members of the FGP squad there through that dynamic off in a really good way right because like you said yeah there were answers like that were total b-sides that i would have not thought about <laughs> like at right. all especially not in 30 seconds like if you oh, gave well. me <laughs> yeah like if you gave me like a task and you were like hey in the next week i want you to think of blah 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 Maybe I could think about it, but in thirty seconds, yeah, it's not happening.
0: <laughs> we just know, like, one of the good answers was Fox and the Hound.
1: Oh, I know <laughs> because it
0: fit everything.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and that's—I mean—you're never gonna hear that. Like, Fox and the Hound no. does rarely fits anything, and it fits so many answers this time around that it was—it was good. It was interesting, and I'm glad <laughs> that we were able to uh, give Fox and the Hound a little bit of love. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, FGP Squad Happy Hour. Thank you to everyone that had an opportunity to show up. We had a lot of fun doing it. Uh, We're going to be scheduling another call very, very soon. We're probably going to play more games, but we're actually trying to plan a movie night. And I think what we're going to do is we might be using the Disney Plus group watch feature. But we're still trying to work out all the logistics. We're trying to make sure that everyone has access to Disney+. Plus and, you know, we're all able to, to join up and watch this. So, FGP Squad, more information on that is going to be coming soon. Make sure that you check Patreon uh, for all of those announcements. We're finally making Discord go live really soon. And Sweet. on when you sign up to be part of the FGP Squad family, you do get access to the Discord server, which uh, is pretty operational at this point i would say i mean there's not a lot on there yet because we just recently got it started there aren't a lot of us there but we hope to build it up and obviously if any of you listening are interested let us know we'll be happy to send you an invitation so you can become a part of the discord server as well if you're looking for more information on how you can become part of the fgp squad family you can head over to podcateers.com fgp for more information uh, if you have any other questions that aren't answered there, feel free to send us a DM. We'll be happy to answer as best as possible. And obviously to all of the members of the FGP squad, we just want to send a huge thank you to all of you for your continued support. We truly, truly appreciate it. Oh, speaking yeah. of Disney Plus, did you hear that they have new warnings for like the uh, those movies that contain <clears throat> harmful content? no yeah so remember when disney plus first launched there was like the huge controversy like is song of the south gonna be on there like if they're not putting it on there how are they gonna treat all these other films that have like racial connotations to it like dumbo and all these other films right Mm -hmm. so originally the way that disney handled it was on disney plus they had a little blurb that would show up that said This program is presented as originally created. It may contain outdated cultural depictions. And I mean, it was pretty straightforward, but it was really vague compared to, you know, what other like institutions and what other people are doing right now. This last week they updated the disclaimer where it's not just, like, up in the corner, like, it's not buried. I mean, it's in the details section of the films as well. But films like Dumbo, Peter Pan, Aristocats, and a few other films have it. Like, I think Swiss Family Robinson has some of them on there. Uh, But the new disclaimer says, This program includes negative depictions and or mistreatment of people or cultures these stereotypes were wrong then and are wrong now rather than remove this content we want to acknowledge its harmful impact learn from it and spark conversation to create a more inclusive future together disney is committed to creating stories with inspirational and aspirational themes that reflect the rich diversity of the human experience around the globe so this is the new disclaimer that you get And what's interesting about how they set this one up is that Mm -hmm. this plays now for the first 10 seconds of the film. You can't skip it. You can't fast forward. There's a little timer at the bottom that's counting down from 10. And when it finally gets to zero, the movie starts right after. So you're forced to see this and you have at least 10 seconds to read what it says. The one thing that I didn't check and I'm not sure of, which I should have... was I know that there was certain content that was blocked on the children's profiles. I'm wondering if these films are going to be blocked in the kids' profiles.
0: Oh, probably.
1: Uh, let me see. I'm actually going to test this as we're talking right now. So here, I'm going to I mean, this it's a good Peter question because
0: I wouldn't have thought of that.
1: Oh, so the original Peter Pan is not available on a child's profile. Only Return I, I to Neverland. Yeah, okay. So the original Dumbo... No results found for Dumbo on a children's profile. So from the way that it looks, I mean, I've only tested two so far, but it looks like if the film has this disclaimer, it's not going to show up in a children's profile. I'd have to verify a handful of Mm -hmm. others to double check to be completely certain, but at least from looking at two of the ones that were mentioned as the problematic films. um, Right. They don't even show up in the search for kids. So, I mean, that's it's good because that allows you as a parent to go in and talk to your kids, explain to them why that's there and why the things that they're seeing in the film are wrong and how they should approach it and how you should talk to them about it. So, it's good.
0: And you took the words right out of my mouth. I was like, that is perfect. I would see like the parents talking about it and you know and let the parents um you know if they want to show it cool if they want to make that decision cool it's just it's like a um educational um moment yeah that that's pretty much it and the disclaimer i mean i like how it's more detailed so kudos to disney i just wonder if they're going to leave the timer on or if it's i that's another question was 10 seconds i wonder if that's long enough or if it could be shortened like if it's I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah. Like I wonder if that if that may bother people that it's too long on the screen because sometimes I like to just watch the movie and just get through everything. That's just me.
1: Yeah. So I I get it. I understand why they did it, right? Mm-hmm. And I think 10 seconds is an ample amount of time for adults to read through the disclaimer. And figure yeah. out if they want to watch it with their kids or if they want to, you know, explain to their kids, hey, this is what's going to be happening in this movie. You know, let's talk about it. And they can handle it however they want. And, I mean, let's be honest. There's also going to be some parents that are just going to be like, eh, you know, I was fine growing up with it. And they're just going to show it to their kids regardless. Oh, of course. Right? Yeah. And. I I understand why they're doing it without the ability to pause it or fast forward it because they want to make sure that people understand that that film has those connotations to it. Right. I don't think there's enough where it's going to really become a hindrance like with your Disney Plus experience because when you think of the catalog of films that Disney's put out there and you think of the ratio of films that are going to have that on there. I don't think it's going to be a bother. I mean, an extra 10 seconds out of your day for that film. I mean, I honestly, when I brought up Peter Pan to check it, I blinked and it was pretty much gone. I didn't really feel like it was like this huge deal. Like it'll take you longer to find a comfortable spot on the couch before like you're, you know what I mean? Like before it's like, oh, did I miss it? Or I mean, if you know what it says, you know what it says. The first time that it comes up, you're gonna be like, "Oh, well, what is that?" and you might rewind it and you know see it again, but uh, yeah, I mean overall, I didn't think it was a big deal. I mean, if they don't add a fast forward to it or a way to turn it off, I don't really care, yeah, but yeah, so that's been updated, so uh, the next time you're watching films on Disney plus, you will see that uh, I thought it was a really good addition to it, so speaking of videos and speaking of um Things that make me happy on Disney+. Plus, Obviously, Beauty and the Beast is one of my favorite films. Uh, I just saw it again this last nice. week because <laughs> why not? It's there. This week, there was a video that kind of blew up on social media <laughs> because uh, it featured some of our favorite Disney characters in the form of Lumiere singing nice. a, a parody of be our guest but it was called wear a mask nice and it was written and performed by noah lindquist and ashley young uh i would like to play a tiny portion of this uh just to sample it is, is that cool do you want to hear a little bit yeah definitely All right. All right, let's hear a little bit here
0: where ah uh
1: mask wear a mask is this really much to ask
0: tie some fabric around your face oh it's the simplest of tasks at the gym at the store don't treat it like such a chore no these mandates aren't malicious all your theories are fictitious
1: Lumiere in general I mean he's he's a pretty nice dude right all he wants to do is he wants to help Belle and in this rendition You know, he's trying to speak some truth. He's trying to lay down what it's like to wear a mask and why you should. But, I mean, later in the song, Mrs. Potts gets a little spicy, for (laughs) real. I mean, there's a couple things that have to be um, bleeped out in the song because they're not good for tiny ears. But uh, (laughs) in general, yeah, I liked it. (laughs) <laughs> it's
0: so catchy. It's so catchy. It's so good. And <laughs> I could jam to this You know, the thing
1: is that it's how so many people are feeling right now, right? I mm-hmm. I get it. It's it's the call of people just being frustrated with everything that's going on and people's attitudes towards this whole thing that's happening, so Uh, I thought it was pretty clever. Uh, And then uh, I went on Twitter uh, after somebody had forwarded it to me. And I started reading some of the comments. And people like Joe Rohde were commenting in on on it as well. They're like, oh, this is great. I'm paraphrasing, but he thought it was great too. Uh, And there was other people at Disney that were... Uh, commending the song as well but uh nice uh, i'll put the entire video in the blog post for the episode if you want to check it out com slash 331 uh I, I i mean is it bad that i want to make a portion of it my ringtone like where mrs potts is like expletive dropping
0: like <laughs> it's it's your ringtone it is your ringtone <laughs> Yeah, it, wouldn't go, over well. <laughs> it <laughs> wouldn't go over well. It wouldn't go over well.
1: I'll just leave my boring ringtone for now. <laughs> um. So, yeah, uh, I thought that was pretty fun. Uh, since we're on the topic, uh, I did just want to touch on what's been happening in California. Uh, obviously, you know, there there hasn't been a huge change since the last time that we talked about it. The, the governor is still not releasing... Uh, guidelines in order to open up theme parks and a lot of other businesses in California as of right now. And uh, it looks like there was a coalition of unions that got together and they wrote a letter to the governor saying, hey, look, you know, we want to work with you. Let's work together to get these guidelines out. We have too many people out of work. Let's make this happen. The governor's office is fighting back, basically saying, look, we're being guided by the science, You know, we're not going to open right now. I know you guys are all anxious to do it. And in a statement that they gave out, it's basically saying that, uh, actually, here's one of the lines from what it said. Uh, For the overwhelming majority of us to get to where we need to go as a nation, as a state, that will not happen until 2021. I'm basically taking that. As a direct comment, direct response saying, we shouldn't expect to see these parks open until 2021.
0: Yeah. With the way that things are moving, it's just, it's, everything is just moving so slowly. And with so many setbacks, it's, we've literally been taking it day by day. Yeah. Oh, man.
1: You know, when it first happened and we were kind of away from everybody, a few weeks, Okay couple months I get it but I mean there's members of my family that I haven't seen in like six months right in Uh, order to try to be safe in order to keep them safe and Mm -hmm. I mean we're coming right into a season where Thanksgiving and Christmas like all these things like you get together with people and it's gonna drive so many people insane that they can't do it and I was reading an article that was talking about how the bubbles that people are creating are causing more of the issues because, I mean, I don't know if you've heard of the COVID bubbles that people are doing. But basically what they're doing yeah. is they're finding people that they feel are safe and that they that don't have the virus or say that they don't have the virus and they're getting together with just this group of people. That way they have other people more than just the ones that are in their household to hang out with, to go out with, to go hiking, to go whatever, right? So you have something to do with other people. But those other people may also be in other people's bubbles. And so there's a trickle effect because they may be bringing something that someone else had, and if someone else was in someone else's bubble, your bubble is no longer helping. You basically punctured the bubble and you're letting everything in. And so uh, I was reading a report that was talking about how these bubbles may be to blame for some of the spikes that we're seeing right now because so many people are getting comfortable with it. That I know is going to be a really huge problem. But uh, I was thinking about this issue about how Disneyland can handle this. And if Disneyland itself... I know that there's reports that as far as getting together, being outdoors is safer than being indoors, obviously, because indoors you always don't have proper ventilation. The virus can hover. At least outside there's wind. There's all sorts of factors that could prevent you from getting it. So it's safer to be outdoors around other people as long as you're responsibly social distancing from them. Mm -hmm. And so we've seen that implementation in things like how walt disney world is currently open we've seen that implementation in how disney springs and downtown disney here in anaheim are open we've seen it with other locations as well right Right. so what if let's say the state and the unions and disneyland absolutely cannot reach a deal let's say that this is true uh, it's we're all it's all gonna reopen in 2021 But in the meantime, what if you turn the park into a giant restaurant like who like what if we set tables all around the hub in front of the castle and you can still have your shows like your light shows like no fireworks, but you can have the projection mappings, you can socially distance everybody and you just have dinners in the park. Right, like you have the yeah. resources to make a bunch of dinners like that. You have the space to, like, you don't have to open the whole park, like, open a section of it. If you want to have mm-hmm. attractions going so that you have some of the kinetic energy in the background just kind of moving, then okay, cool, you know, do it. But, uh, in general, What if the parks did something like that? Like, what if they just made Disneyland a giant outdoor restaurant?
0: That would be great. That's actually not a bad idea at all. Most of us go and food. I mean, we can't grab some of the stuff over there.
1: Yeah, and I'm not talking like (laughs) burger and fries, right? Like, I'm not talking about something you can get in Tomorrowland. Like, I mean, like, Blue Bayou... I'm Mm -hmm. talking about, like, Napa Rose. I'm talking about these meals that are worth something, that are delicious, that are nice evenings out. And I'm telling you, like, I think there's, you can set it up so that just like, you know how you can buy the dinner reservations to sit in front of the castle to do all that stuff? Yeah, yeah. You can do similar things like you can have dinner packages where the closer you are along the hub to the castle to see these light shows or the projection mapping shows then I mean you just pay more for your table you pay more for your ticket you know to be in there and on on a nightly basis they have enough to fill up the hub and maybe a row down main street i don't know like as far back as you want to go i mean the further back you can't see the projection mappings obviously but um, you can do all sorts of those like you can do them do a night in new orleans square and do it in new orleans square you know you can still maybe even do phantasmic may if they don't want to open the parks because of how Mm -hmm. many people are there but if you can responsibly space out different people or different tables to have these dinner packages and some performers or zero performers you know in the meantime while they're trying to keep people safe but those performers are servers or they're doing something else and all they're doing is showing you phantasmic or showing you like I don't like I don't know show a film on the rivers of America for all I care like bring the water up and play a movie while you're eating dinner
0: they could have I mean I know this is this is work this is like armchair because gosh you just you're giving me that vibe which is I miss it <laughs> but show yes they I mean if they don't do Fantasmic, why not do Mickey's Mix Magic where they had the lights they had the music and that was it. Yeah. You don't have to do the projections. You can if you want, but just have like that atmosphere or something like that. That'd be great. Um Oh man. Now my mind's like, What if we could do that? And it's like I wanna go back.
1: <laughs> I mean look, I'll tell you the truth. Personally, I I have mixed feelings, even though it's my idea. Okay, because right. do I feel comfortable to go back to the parks? No. I mean, I just want to be clear about that. Uh, I know that there's tons of people and tons of my friends uh, that are going to like Walt Disney World. They're going to downtown Disney. And quite honestly, that's great. You know, if Mm -hmm. you're able to do it safely and you're able to stay away from other people and you can do it in a way that, you know, you're going to make sure that you're not going to catch anything or spread anything. Great. But do I feel safe going back yet? Absolutely not. And that has, you know, that's that's me personally, right? But right. at the same time, with enough businesses that are opening their doors, like there's so many restaurants around our area that are taking up more than half of the street, where m- most streets are becoming one way only because of the fact that there's all these tents and they're socially distancing tables in order to keep the restaurants open so that, You know, they they don't go out of business. Right. Right. It's essentially the same concept. The only difference is that instead of in the middle of the street in suburban town, whatever, you know, you're Mm -hmm. doing it at Disneyland. You know, you're keeping people off of the attractions. You're able to socially distance and you're able to do it in uh In a manner that's respectful to everybody and you're not putting anyone in danger. More importantly, there has to be a way to make sure to keep the cast members safe. You know, because that's been one of my biggest things as far as the parks reopening. Like, are the cast members going to be safe? Are the cast members. uh, I know that they're in situations where, you know, they have a job or they don't have a job, but how many of those people that have a job feel like I do and they don't feel safe going back? But they're in a position where they have to go back because of the situation that they're in, right? And in general, regardless of where you work, you should never fear for your life whenever you're going to work. And so my concern is cast members should be safe and then all of us should feel safe going back into the parks. And if we can get to a point where we can meet both of that criteria, then if we can't open the parks for the hundreds of thousands of people at once, then boom, Disney dinners under the stars.
0: Can you imagine even just sitting where Princess Fantasy Fair or Toontown or just the atmosphere just Yeah. And that's, that's the it. thing.
1: That's the thing, right? That if you think about it, you could use the entire Princess Fantasy Fair to socially distance an entire band. Right. Oh, yeah. Let's think of our friends from Fat Cat Swinger. Right. How many members Mm -hmm. of that band are there? And normally they're in on a pretty tight stage when they're performing over at California adventure. What if we were able to six place each member six feet apart, but through the entire fantasy fair and the acoustics are set up in such a way where if you're sitting anywhere in the hub, you're going to hear that music. Yeah. Okay? So now you have music. You have entertainment. They play for a while while you're eating dinner. And then when you're done, you see some projection mappings on Sleeping Beauty Castle. And then, boom, you go home. Nice evening back in the parks. Cast members are back at work for a little bit. And you got a night out on the town if you're comfortable enough to do it.
0: Right. And right now, we just want to hear the sounds. So it won't... For me, okay, I should say speaking for myself, it's just going to take a little bit to make me feel like I'm back like that, that, that fix. Yeah. So. I love everything you just said, and I'm just listening and just agreeing to everything because it's it's just
1: brilliant. I mean, that's kind of you to say. Thank you. But I think we're just getting on to a point where we just really miss the parks as Mm -hmm. annual pass holders and as Disney fans. But more importantly, I keep thinking more and more of all the cast members that are out of work. And the idea that so many cast members are in positions where, you know, they're losing their jobs over things that they shouldn't be losing their jobs over. Um, it just makes me think like we need to start finding other solutions for this and if we can't go full blown then what are the things put in place right now that we can use to our advantage to do this and i i hope that you know the this last week uh the governor or two weeks ago i think we talked about in the last episode that the governor of california had sent out like a secret task force to florida mm-hmm. to figure out like how their their plans were working and to see how their operations were being handled, to see how they would transfer over to Disneyland here at Anaheim. And I think this week they had a task force go out to Disneyland and Universal. And if that's the case, I'm hoping that stuff like this is somehow incorporated into that where they can find a middle ground or, I don't know, maybe... Maybe there's like a new technology where you you wear a magic band and the magic band is now what tracks you. And after four hours, they're like, all right, sir, you need to leave the park now to let somebody else enjoy the magic. I don't know. It's weird. It seems weird to kick somebody out in the middle of their magical experience. But we're we're at the point where we need to try to find these alternatives. We have to find new ways, at least until there's a vaccine and enough people have taken it that it's safe to reopen the doors of these parks and we can all just go back to being shoulder to shoulder telling people "Uh, i'm sorry sir i'm saving that spot for like nine members of my family please move (laughs) but i don't know i mean what do you think if if you think that that's a good idea i mean you know let us know. Join the conversation over in the comments of the Instagram posts or over on Facebook, Twitter, or even in the blog post for this episode, podcasterscom slash uh, 331. Or if you think I'm crazy, let me know if I'm crazy. If you have a better idea, you know, we'd love to hear it. I know that people may default to the governor's crazy. He just needs to let everybody get back in. But I mean, the fact of the matter is it's just not safe to do that. I mean let's be realistic here yeah. it's just not safe for everybody to do that right now but we do need to find a way to try to help as many cast members as possible
0: through the situation that they're in it's 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 been really hard it's been difficult and that's what that's how you feel this way and that's what it is yeah i mean we're 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 trying all together as a community to even try to get you know what we can remember how we were talking about giving magic back and we're we're it, it's we're kind of getting there we're kind of going the gears are slowly turning so there's there's like that little glimpse of hope yeah if that makes sense
1: no yeah I mean it totally makes sense and that's what I want like I want that magic to multiply and I want that magic to mm-hmm. be out and I think going into 2021 there's going to be a lot of things that people are going to be aware of that they're going to be there's gonna be a lot more discussions you know going into twenty twenty one about how things are handled and all that stuff, and that's a conversation for another time, but in general at right now, the goal is how to safely reopen the parks and how to make it so that less people are impacted by some of the decisions that are being made right now as a response to not being able to open the parks you know so that's where we'll leave it for today okay so again if you have uh any uh comments if you'd like to join the conversation let us know how you feel you know leave a comment in the instagram uh let us know we'll share it in an upcoming episode uh i'm curious you know just how everybody feels about it but yeah uh also uh once you're there if you have any ghost stories or any urban legends that you'd like us to discuss or talk about or that you'd like to share uh, i know that there's some out there that i know of but i'm sure i don't know all of them uh, because i think we've talked about some of them in the past but uh yeah if there's any haunted stories from being in the parks we'd love to hear them and share them in an upcoming episode if you have any urban legends or anything that you'd like to share. Please send them our way so we can read them or talk about them on the podcast. I'm, I'm kind of excited to do that. I've been wanting to do this type of episode for a while. And I know that uh, members of the FGP squad actually suggested this some time ago as well. So mm-hmm. I'm pretty excited about that. So I'm, I'm hoping that we get enough responses that we can fill up a good chunk of an episode. Uh, if not, I'm just going to start making up ghost stories. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I mean, you're not going to know what's real and what isn't.
0: You never know. One night, (laughs) one of the
1: animatronics from Pirates of the Caribbean came to life. Oh, no, it's coming after me. It chased me down the corridors. Ah! I mean, that's what the stories are going to sound like. They're going to sound super cheesy, but if we don't get ghost stories, you've been warned. (laughs) (laughs) That's how into these ghost stories I am right now.
0: <laughs> that should be a fun segment. If it's real or not. And then just put different stories and see who guesses them.
1: <laughs> and It would be a fun segment, but that's the thing. Like We would <laughs> need to compile a list of like real yeah. and fake stories <laughs> for us to do it. And that's the other thing about urban legends, right? Like There's some mm-hmm. that they're urban legends for a reason. Because they might have some truth to them, but the whole thing itself is based on rumors and what people like they're not based on fact you know so i don't know it'll be fun anyway i'm rambling so that's where we're (laughs) gonna leave this episode for today until next time keep dreaming keep moving forward and always remember to pass on the magic have a fantastic week everyone
0: bye